Due to technical difficulties, the previous episode of Top Rope Report did not publish. This will be a double episode of Top Rope Report, so stay tuned and hear what the best in wrestling podcast has to offer. And welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report, and here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Live edition of Top Rope Report. Here on Google Podcasts, Facebook Live, Spotify, and Breaker. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me this evening, I have two two frozen pictures, but it'll get better. Well, it's all right. At least co- you can see our entire face in our frozen picture. As to where in you, we can see you from just below your nose up. Can't see your chin or anything. So, so we got uh, the, my co-host and Oaks for Greg and Mister Twenty Four Seven. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> what's up? What up? Oh, Not much. So okay, all right. So Friday night SmackDown in the books and night one of the WWE draft. The first four rounds are complete. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, we'll be talking about those. So, if you guys are ready, we can get started on those. All right. All right. Well, I mean, uh, the first thing on the list here they show is they give the eligible superstars for night one. I'm not going to run through the entire list. If you don't know or if you didn't know, WWE, well, supposedly... Split the rosters 50-50, where half are eligible on Friday night and the other half are eligible coming up Monday. Um, first, who's starting off? Mike, can you try and fix your phone so we see more than just your nose up? I can't, I, I, I can't hear you. It's breaking up. All right. Can you fix your phone? And now it's closing. Can you see me? I can see you now, yeah. Well, I can't see you. Can you fix your phone? All we see is you is of your nose up. How's that? Any better? Well, except now you're all pixelated. Yeah. I'm clearing up. Oh, yeah. All hey, right. Rafael, all what's right. going on? Thanks for tuning in. Nope, he froze up. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Yeah, he yep. keeps freezing up. Okay. Which I mean, right, I'm, I imagine we're freezing up on him if he's freezing up on us. Well, yeah, everything's fine right now. Okay. I can see DJ moving. I can see Greg moving. So everything's okay right now. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. So, who's starting off this time? Um, we'll let Greg start off tonight. All right. Well, the show opened up with Triple H coming out, giving the rules of the draft. Um, as I said, he stated that half of the roster was eligible to be drafted Friday night, and the other half would be Monday night. Um... He then announced the first 
round of draft picks. Um, what the, why is it, uh, hmm. Okay, where, oh, there it is, sorry. Um, I just scrolled right past it. I'm like, where is it? Um, obviously, the first pick with it being SmackDown went to SmackDown, and it was announced that the um, three members of the bloodline, um, Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman, and the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, were drafted to SmackDown. Pick number two, the first pick for Raw, was the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. The second pick, SmackDown selected Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, and then Raw countered with their selection of the man, Becky Lynch. Um, so I guess what me and Trip decide is we are going to just follow along the show as we normally would do. And we'll, as right. each round, we get to each round, we'll grade each of the rounds. Um, right. So obviously with me going first, I mean, in the first round, there was, to me, one little surprise and one bigger surprise. Kind of. The little surprise was Bianca Belair actually getting drafted to SmackDown. I had mentioned on a previous show that, and I, I think I put, maybe maybe it wasn't a show, maybe it was just a question posed to you, Mike. Um, do you think that WWE would just draft Bianca Belair to SmackDown to give her a career, um, I was going to say triple slam, um, triple whatever, what do they call it? Triple Crown, there Triple you go. Crown. Triple Crown, um, Triple Crown winner by being the NXT Women's Champion, Raw Women's Champion, and SmackDown Women's Champion, just to give her more accolades. So it was a, a, a little surprise. The honestly, the bigger surprise to me was Cody Rhodes getting drafted and staying on Raw. I, I would have thought they would have yep. separated him and put him on SmackDown to continue his feud with Roman Reigns. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was nothing, you know, spectacular. I mean, Becky Lynch being the first woman drafted, um, on night one, considering the women that were eligibly drafted night one, wasn't a surprise. It was just an okay round one for me. I, 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 yeah, high C plus, low B minus. Okay. Um... With me, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Which ninety uh, percent of the time I usually am. Um, do you guys remember when Bianca was facing Carmella at WrestleMania and Becky Lynch came out? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Bianca the SmackDown Women's Champion then? Because she had the blue belt back then. No, I don't think that was WrestleMania. Or was it? I think it was SummerSlam. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, if she was if she was already the SmackDown Women's Champion, yeah, that's right. Then that would already. Be. That's true. I no, didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I thought the first round, you know, 
when he said um, three people as one pick, and then he said Roman and Solo and Paul Heyman, it was like, wow, the Usos didn't go with him? Okay. Well, they, um, weren't, they weren't eligibly drafted last night, on Friday night. And then, I had originally said to Greg before, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I, have no rem- I remember mentioning it to Greg and possibly DJ. I said, I wouldn't mind seeing... Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns in an undisputed title match. Now I might get a chance to see that because I thought that was big for SmackDown. But, but time out, time out, time out. Mike, you got to listen. We're only discussing the first round, the first four picks. Oh, all right, We're sorry. Not discuss- you wanted to discuss as it happened, not the oh. entire draft. So if okay. you want to talk the entire draft, let's do that. Uh, we'll go the rounds. We already agreed on going the rounds. Uh, I also agree with you on the Cody Rhodes thing. I thought they would have uh, kept him on SmackDown to continue his feud with Roman. Um, you know, with uh, the, with uh, Solo Sokoa and Roman and Paul Heyman. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a, you know a smart. It was an obvious pick. And then with Bianca going to SmackDown, you know, Greg, you were the one that said you know that that would be a smart thing to do. And I I gave it a, a B for the first round. Uh, um, to me, it was like the first round to me, I kind of think it was kind of predictable. So I was kind of expecting what we've seen, but some of it I wasn't. Like I, even though, yes, so the Usos weren't eligible, but the fact that they made them not eligible... Is, was like, wow, to me. Because you figure every all the other, uh, you know, uh, well, I won't talk about it right now, but it was weird to me. But I kind of like it, though. I do. Because if for some reason they don't go with them, you know, now we got a whole other branch to the to this whole storyline. So, I... Oh, we lost DJ. Right. Well, yeah, I heard a little, like, a humming, and then he was gone. Oh, he'll be back, though. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, mm. yeah, the, the B, I thought, you know, B, B minus somewhere in that area, B plus for the, for the first round for me. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I went high C plus, a low B minus, like right around 80, um, just because of the predictability of it. I mean, yep. there was no real, like, real surprise. Um, and now that you actually point out Bianca's already, I, I forgot that she already had the SmackDown title, um, cause that's when she was feuding with Bailey when she was on SmackDown as well. And, uh, yeah, so I, I I'm, I'm going to lower my grade overall to, to just C plus. Okay. Hey, he's back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't get it. Anyway. Um, the one thing I kind of wanted to get get at was um, the Cody thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't understand because what are they going to do? Just kind of give him this other title now and be like, well, you know, sorry we didn't yeah. do that. Here's this one. Right. To me, that, that's not right to me, man. They should have put him over there. Let him, you know, let him go fight Brock, beat Brock, and go win that WWE title. But whatever. So that, to me, I was like, well, I don't like that. Um, the Bianca thing, I mean, 
to me, in the, from the beginning, I, I thought if they're going to change the game, like we've been saying, like Triple H said, they're going to have to switch all the title holders or the, the under title. Switch them all to the other, you know, to the other brand. And that's what they're doing. So I like it. I like round one. It was predictable, but since there was a little bit in there, I'll go B minus. Okay. All right. All right. We then went to the first match of the evening, which was Butch taking on L.A. Knight. I guess no yeah today. Um, Trivia, you go first. Well, the one thing that stuck out to me with this match was the comment DJ made after the end of the match. He sent it to me and goes, holy shit, L.A. Knight won a match. (laughs) Um, This match was okay. I mean, to my knowledge, it's the first time these two met each other. Um, It really wasn't a long match. But it... It was it was okay for me. I mean, you know, no, it was just one of those, you know, matches where I really didn't care who won because it really didn't pique my interest a lot. But I mean, I watched it. It was a, it was an interesting interesting match between the two of them because I've never seen them face each other before. But I gave the I gave the match a C minus. All right. Um, I I liked it because LA won. You know, we've been saying it for months now. I mean, you got to have him start winning matches here. So the fact that he won and he won it clean, yeah, it wasn't long, but it was okay. It was it was all right to watch. He he gets a win. If they if they can keep giving him a, a few more here, it'll be even better. So I gave it a B minus. Okay. Yeah, trivia. What'd you give it? A C minus? Yeah. Okay. Um I yeah, I think me and DJ were watching a different match than you. Um because yeah, I totally agree, first of all, foremost with the match uh being a B minus. <clears throat> They're both good in the ring. And and once again, we gotta realize one thing. This show was built around two things and two things only. One was the draft and the other was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos. This is one of those matches on like a big boxing card or UFC card where you just, you have a match that you don't, okay, but it was actually a good match. Um, Yeah, I I definitely like this a little bit more new and just about the same as DJ. Um, Yeah, I gave it this also a B minus. Okay. Then after that, we then, um, they then went to a, a little backstage segment where it showed RVD backstage, and I'm like, "What the? I'm like, what the hell is this?" Um, and then, uh, oh my god, my mind just went blank. Michael PSAs. Yes, and it was I couldn't remember the Michael um, came out of the other office to come down to announce round two of picks, and. Round two started off with um, SmackDown choosing the Street Profits. Um, it was then announced that Raw was going to select Imperians, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanna Vinci. SmackDown then selected the Rated R Superstar Edge, and Raw <laughs> being announced by RVD 
which I felt was totally fitting the original bro, Matt Riddle. Um, Mr. 24-7, what do you think of round two? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Matt Riddle had to be the, like, he was the only one for RVD to bring out. So that, to me, I was like, yep, I like it. That was cool. Um, and the pick itself, I was okay with. I mean, maybe a little, little high, but not too high. So I'm all right with it. Imperium is the one I like the most. I, I'm loving that, man, because now we get to see new guys fighting them. I, I'm loving this. I, I really am. I, that's my favorite pick so far. Um, Street Profits, yeah, okay, whatever. Bring them over there. Have uh, Montez with his with his wife, so that's all fine and dandy. Um, Edge was a little weird to me. Um, you know, not not that that it's Edge because it, you know Edge should probably be in the top of everything, but the fact that they did put him up here. I mean, if he's not going to be around that much, why would you, I don't know? I figured they would take somebody else first. Um, but I'm not, not mad at it. So overall, I think it was an okay round. I think the Imperium pick does it for me. So I'm going to go again, B minus. Okay. Um, you know, to me, I mean, I liked, I liked the picks. Um, I echo the same sentiment with Edge. I mean, with him being an extreme part-timer, um, not being booked at a consistent level. I, I was surprised that he was honestly even drafted. I, I would have felt yeah. that he would have been in that quote-unquote free agent class with the injured superstars. Because, I mean, yeah, like Carmelo, she's not injured. She's just inactive for yeah. unknown reasons. Well, yeah, okay, Edge wrestled that WrestleMania, and we haven't even smelled anything G-rated, forget about R-rated, since then. Um, bittersweet for me, for Imperium, going from SmackDown to Raw. Because one thing I will absolutely miss is um, Samantha announcing... Gunther and the way she does it. I don't know if they can like I know like when um uh god my mind is from like again I I hate this my mind just going away. Um maybe they can tape her or record her entrance and yeah. continually use that for Gunther when he comes in cuz the the raw ring announcer isn't going to come close to to how she did that. It was awesome. So I, I will miss that. But I agree. Gunther going to Monday Night Raw right now. Being the lead champion on Monday Night Raw. Because there is no other champion as of this moment. I think it will be good for him. I think it will be good for Raw. Um, I think it will be good for Da Vinci and Kaiser. To get into a new group of tag teams. So I, I, I like that part of it. I mean, Riddle wasn't going anywhere. He was going to stay on Raw. Um, the whole, you know, reference to, you know, marijuana, even though it's getting more and more localized and, and legal throughout the country, it's still not legal everywhere. And I think that's something Fox wants to kind of, 
you know, keep on the lower end of the PG scheme as to, as opposed to where Raw can be a little more edgy. So it makes sense that he stayed there. I also gave this round a B minus. Okay, hey, uh, Kevin's tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, Kevin. Um, yeah, for me, round two. I mean, once Bianca got drafted in round one, I knew the Street Profits were going to get picked for SmackDown. Um, you know, because like we said before, they kind of like to keep couples together. Imperium, like I said, definitely, and I agree with you guys, huge pickup for Raw. Huge. Um, so I'm looking forward to... The only thing that bothered me about that is I wonder if they're going to try and, you know, put together a program between Gunther and Cody Rhodes again. Like, they were the last two guys in the Royal Rumble and everything else. Edge, well... I I could have done with or without that. It really didn't matter. And Riddle, like I said, we knew he was going to... I didn't think he was going to go to SmackDown. But I really thought that the Profits and Imperium were two great picks. One for SmackDown, one for Raw. You know, the new feuds that they're going to be getting involved in, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I gave it a B plus. Okay. After that, they then went to... A triple threat tag match. But for some reason, my rundown here doesn't list it. Um, I know it was the Street Profits, newly acquired Street yeah. Profits. Um, it was Ricochet and yep. Braun Strowman, but I can't remember who the third team was. LWO. Oh, that's right. That's why I was so forgettable. Um <laughs> Anyways, I get to go first. Um, and just, I mean, yeah, obviously there were, you know, it was, it was good to welcome the Street Profits to Monday Night Raw. Um, I do find it very, very weird, though, that these draft picks are supposed to be surprises. Um how on God's great earth are the street prop, unless they just dressed in blue and were there just in case they were drafted? Ah, I don't know. I just found that, you know, odd. That's all. Um, another, you know, fun part in it was last week, Braun Strowman went to throw Ricochet and just dropped him straight on the mat. So when Braun Strowman was going to be throwing Ricochet out of the ring, they had a little brief encounter where Ricochet was like, no, I don't want you to drop me. And Braun Strowman was like, I'll do it. And Ricochet was like, you sure? He's like, no, I'll throw you. And then he threw him, wiping everybody out. Um, and that's one of the more entertaining parts of Strowman and Ricochet to me. Um, once again, I totally forgot that LWO was the other team in there. And I think they were forgotten even during the match. Um, nothing against them, but they're not the caliber of Street Profits or even Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Um, Montez Ford did his sky high um, frog splash and one, two, three, and got the win. So the new tag team of, of SmackDown went away with the victory. <sighs> Nothing really made me excited to write home about this. But once again, it was just something to fill in time between the different rounds. 
Uh, I gave it a C plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I agree. You know, with some of your points on the match, the Street Profits. You know, they got their first win as a new team on SmackDown. Um, LWO. Well, you know, like you said, Greg, they're really not the caliber of Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Um, but it was it was an entertaining match for the most part. The funny part, I thought, was like you said, you know, with Ricochet not wanting Braun Strowman to drop him again. But you know, Braun wasn't gonna wasn't gonna say make the same mistake twice. But for me, it was an okay match. I gave it a B minus. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not much more to say. I mean, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. You know, it was it was fun to watch. Um, I do feel bad a little bit for LWO. I think it's more just the name that they're trying to get out there. But yeah, these two probably need a little bit of work. Um, but everyone else was good. I mean, B minus. I'm sticking with the B minus. I think I gave everything a B minus. So far. It was just, yeah, it yep. was all right. All right. After that, I mean, I know at some point before that match, there was a, um, a quote-unquote live feed from Ireland where they were doing a couple WWE shows over in the U.K., um, and Zelina Vega was giving her thanks to being dropped into SmackDown and now being the new SmackDown Women's Champion. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why, unless it was just her misspeaking or a spoiler that Rhea Ripley was going to be going and staying on Raw and they were just going to switch belts. I don't know. Um, I just found that kind of stupid and very unpro. No, nah, I'm not gonna say unprofessional, but in my opinion, just a further explanation as to why I don't think Bianca Belair should be champion. She's not good on the mic. She can't even do a pre-recorded promo <laughs> properly. Right, um, Tracy tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, Tracy Johnson. All right, we then went to the next round, round three. Um, was, yes, this was the round that, um, JBL announced the SmackDown picks and Teddy Long announced the Raw picks. Either one of you guys confused as to why the roles weren't reversed? Like I was? Yeah. No, I really didn't pay too much attention to the roles and stuff. I mean, when they came out. No, it's just like, hey, here's Teddy Long. You know, cool. Good yeah, seeing him. I don't know. When I think Teddy Long, I think SmackDown. Not yeah. Raw. That's what I mean. I think it was a little weird that they were doing it that way. But oh, anyways, okay. this round's picks, first pick of this round for SmackDown was the almighty Bobby Lashley. Raw then countered with another big pick of their own as Drew McIntyre went to Raw. SmackDown then selected the entire group of OC. Um, Minchin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And then Raw came back and selected the A-lister, The Miz. Triv, now you can talk about Bobby Lashley. Okay. Yeah, you know, like you said, 
you know, there really wasn't very many surprises in the first two rounds. But I think round three and round four, for me, had a couple of the surprises. I wanted to see Bobby Lashley go to SmackDown only for the sake of wanting to see Bobby Lashley against Roman Reigns. Um, also, with you know Drew McIntyre going to Raw, I think that was a good pickup for Raw as well. The OC, it was nice to see AJ Styles back. You know, maybe we'll see a program between AJ Styles and Roman Reigns in the, in the near future. And The Miz, well, The Miz is The Miz. Um, whether he went to Raw or SmackDown really didn't matter to me. But uh, I, I enjoyed round three. I thought Lashley and the OC, to me, were the two surprises on round three. I gave it a B-. minus. Okay. Mr. 24-7. Yeah, I was a little, a little weirded out on this round. Um, the Bobby Lashley pick he was great. I mean... We get to see him hopefully with Roman and with just other guys. I mean, because it started to get a little, you know, it started to get a little weird with Bobby over there on Raw. They kind of were running out of stuff, so I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, the Drew pick now, I feel like he's, I feel like Drew was like a round or two late. You know, I feel like they should have had him up there a little bit, um, especially if you look at how much picks that we had in the first and second. I feel like Drew should have been up there, but is what it is. Um, OC with everyone, I like it. I'm happy to see them, all them together. I'm happy to see AJ out there. So hopefully we can get some good stuff out of that. And then the Miz, like, are you kidding? I, I don't understand it. I'm not like horribly mad at it, but it's just weird to me. Like, why? I don't know, unless we, they want to show maybe the, the Miz TV still on, on Raw. I don't know what that picks about, but uh, Bobby and Drew did it for me, so again, I'm going B-. Very, very consistent um, with his B-. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bobby Lashley going to, to SmackDown once again. Repeat what Trivia said as far as, you know, we've got another new competitor for Roman Reigns to potentially feud with. Um, DOC going to SmackDown once again. AJ Styles, somebody potentially to feud at Roman Reigns. I, I mentioned this to Mike the other day when we were talking. I, I think one of the big issues with the fact that people are getting tired of seeing Roman Reigns was there's been no roster shuffle since 2021. There was no draft last year at all. So, yeah, we're tired of seeing him face the same guys all the time. Well, if you can inject two different feuds that can carry through the next six to eight months or the rest of the calendar year till they get a new Royal Rumble winner, well, I mean, maybe the rumors of him holding his title all the way to WrestleMania 40 might not be as nauseating because at least it's against fresh faces. Um, The Raw picks, well, I mean... Drew McIntyre going, I, I I just don't know what to think about that pick because as of, you know, this afternoon, last time I looked, he still hasn't renewed his contract with WWE. So is this just a, a bribery way of saying, hey, Drew, look, we put you on Raw. There is a world heavyweight title that's vacant. 
Maybe you yeah. could be the one to fill it. Just re-sign here, put your name on this, and sign this contract, and we'll make that happen. Is it a negotiating ploy? So I don't know what to think about that pick. So to me, that pick is to me right now is an incomplete. Because if a month and a half from now, when he's no longer the contract, and he's advertised to show up at you know AEW's big event they're having in either August or September in England, eh, then this pick was a waste for me. Um, and then the Miz staying on Raw, it's totally fine. Um, I mean, you know, DJ and other people I've seen were wondering why he got drafted. Um, and I, I went over the list of people that didn't get drafted on night one that were eligible, and he couldn't find a suitable replacement for the Miz. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was going to get drafted on TV because, once again, he is the Miz. Um, So being in the third round, to me, was fine because the fourth round, we'll get into it, there were some surprises in the fourth round that we didn't expect. So, you know, it kind of made a little bit of sense. Yeah, getting back to the Drew McIntyre pick, I was reading somewhere today that um, they were saying tomorrow night on Raw, uh, no, not tomorrow night on Raw. Uh, somewhere down the line on Raw, if Seth Rollins happens to be the first pick on Raw, they want to start something between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre and, tr- and turn Drew McIntyre heel. Well, I mean, I read the same thing, but what I read was in um, a different context, was that the odds-on favorites, if Seth stays on Raw, which he will because that's where Becky Lynch is, they're not going to split up the, the lovely trio of Seth, Becky, and Baby Rue, um, so that the odds-on favorites to be in the championship match for this new title are Rollins and McIntyre. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was kind of the similar thing that you had mentioned that you just read yeah. Mine was just in a little bit of different context. Yep. So, um, after that, and I got a funny feeling that Mister Twenty Four Seven's B minus grade streak is going to end, or it could be surprised. After that, we then went to a singles match of Zelina Vega versus Sonya Deville with Chelsea Green ringside. Mr. 24-7, you're leading us off. All right. Um, yeah, right. It's going to be not very much because, I mean, I wasn't, I, I didn't mind the match as much as I, I thought I would. I really can't stand some. But, I mean, I figured Selena would probably going to go, you know, the title or whatever. So I, I expect... But I mean, to me, it, it's okay. Like, I didn't you know good. But it did I mean, it was It wasn't great, but it was... So, um, I gave it a C plus. So not too far off, but to me, it just didn't... It was okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was an okay... It was for... I mean, there was nothing in this match that happened 
that made me get more excited for Zelina Vega versus Rhea Epley. And I repeat that. There was nothing in the match that made me more excited. It was just a, just an average match between two of the second-tier wrestlers in WWE, in the women's division. Um, Chelsea Green being, you know, ringside, I mean, not that she's emaciated, but those leather pants she was wearing made it look like she was walking on stilts. I mean, I know she had really high heels, but she almost looked anorexic in those in those pants, so it looked a little weird. Um, but where I then got a little bit more interested was after the match was over, when Rhea Ripley um, knocked down Zelina Vega, um, then picked up Zelina Vega, and I'm like, oh, here it goes, the smearing on the mat with Riptide, and Zelina Vega was actually able to reverse the Sliptide into a, a little DDT and then roll out of the ring to get the quote-unquote better of Rhea Ripley. That made me slightly more interested that maybe she has a 3% chance of winning, not 1.5% chance of winning. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with all that happening, I will go from my little C to a slow C+. Okay, I definitely agree on the grade with both of you guys. I did give the match a C+. Um, yeah, the match was okay. I mean, <clears throat> Selena, I mean, I still think she's going to get wiped out against Rhea, but that's just my opinion. But I thought the ending, when she dropped her on her head, I even cringed a little bit, because if you notice, she like dropped her right on her head flat on her head because you know Rhea was like oh my god you know it's like she gets back she's like two inches shorter now but um but yeah I thought it was an okay match uh I definitely like I said I definitely agree with the grade C plus is what I gave it okay after that match um it then had a you know all of a sudden a little another in-ring promo um, as was the OC coming down to the ring and cutting a little promo only to be interrupted by the Viking Raiders. Guys, I don't know if you guys graded this little segment or not. I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. So then I'll just continue on because I go first. Um, yes, it was nice to see AJ Styles back. Um, yeah. it was also good to see the OC. Now, am I still confused as to what WWE is going to do with the OC? Are they just finger puppets out there when AJ Styles comes out? Or are they actually going to treat them as a legitimate tag team? Because they can be a very legitimate tag team if given the opportunity. Um... Minchin, Mia Yim, Bubble Yum, Hubba Bubba, whatever name she's going to go by now. Um, her, you know, being on SmackDown, okay. You know, no big deal. She's, once again, probably, the unfortunately for her, the lower part of the second tier of women in wrestling. So maybe this also 
you know, if being if booked right, maybe this could also do something for her. Um, then the Viking Raiders came out, and I mean, one thing I liked about this, it was brief, but the one thing that I actually liked about it the most, honestly, was that Valhalla got involved with me again, physically, not just as a distraction outside the ring. So maybe this leads to a Valhalla becoming an active wrestler in the ring again, which I think could be good for the women's division. Um, so overall, I, I gave this, uh, honestly, uh, C+. Plus. Okay. I, um, I thought that, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought it was good seeing OC back in the ring, especially AJ Styles. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen him. Like you said, you know, Valhalla getting uh, getting into it a little bit with um, Mia Chin, Mia Yim, and I mean, I just thought that it was you know pretty good. And it was I'm sitting there like, well, you know, Jesus, they got the Viking Raiders going against uh, the OC. They are they going to get their ass beat on SmackDown as well, too? I mean, I don't know what they're doing with them. But I only gave it a B-minus because it was nice to see AJ Styles, you know, with the flying forearm and Valhalla mixing it up. I think you're going to see something between Valhalla and Meechin, like Greg said, you know, somewhere down the road. Right. Mr. 24-7. I, I liked it. Because it was, you know, we say, here it is. You know, I love everything. He got on the top. You know, he said, oh, see, you know, go take it. And I liked everything. Yeah, the, the Vikings, I, I don't get it either. Because I feel like this is a time to stop doing something with them, you know, get so. I don't know. I don't know, about it, but I'm just happy to see that. And and me and you're right. Now this has to be because there's nothing else right now. So I have to be what this don't work. I mean, I I think hopefully this will. Um, I went back to. I loved it. I loved it. So I'm happy with Dima. Okay. <laughs> After that, we then went to the fourth and final round of SmackDown's um, draft. Um, the first round pick for SmackDown was all three members of Damage Control. Dakota Kai, Io Sky, and yes, Michael Cole, Bailey. Monday Night Raw then picked Shinsuke Nakamura. SmackDown then came out with what uh, could have been one of the biggest shockers, um, drafting the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, as Michael Cole would say, Isla Dawn <laughs> and Alba Fire, and then to counter that with an additional pick, um, of shocking was the NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell. Um, Mr. 24-7, 
Um, go ahead and give your thoughts. I'm just going to spin around real quick because i got to grab a soda out of my fridge. So. Ready? Um, very Because, like, I, I didn't think of um, any. I didn't think of those NFT. Um, I had people in mind. So I, I kind of, in a way, because we'll most likely get on NXT. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I, I didn't think so. I didn't. So I don't know what to do with them. Not there's not anything to do with. Plenty to do with them. In, so it's interesting. Image control was weird, and this was their time. To get, get it right out of it. Because it's bringing her down. Like, that was their touch. And we, I really thought breaking up here since that they did that. So weird to me. But whatever. It is what it is. Hopefully everything they did is just we got up for everything. Since uh, Nakamura, I'm happy with that. He got picked on TV. Uh, that. Uh, it was weird to me, but it was a surprise. So I'm not behind it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, once again, like I was saying as I was announcing them. Um. I mean, I, I think I, I assumed they were going to bring NXT talent up. Um. If you would have told me, okay, we're bringing up a women's tag team. I would have thought maybe Katana Chance and Caden Carter, an established tag team of you know, many, many months that would be able to be brought up to the roster. Or if Toxic Attraction was still together, you know. But to bring up the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions was a little surprising. Actually, no, very surprising. But then to follow it up, I mean, all along we've thought for a while now, people thought that Indy Hartwell was going to come up to complete the grouping of the way. Well, now that she's champion, I'm like, okay, okay, well, now there's a triple threat match. Roxanne Perez will win her title back, and boom, Indy Hartwell can come up. But then after she kept her title on Tuesday, I had no idea that they were going to bring her up. And then they bring her up. So now what... What are happening with these NXT titles? I mean, you know, Kevin Owens was the NXT champion when he debuted on the main roster. Um, but other than that, got it to like, you know, anywho, um, other than that, it, it was spectacular to see this happen. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. Um, Nakamura, freshly coming back, and now. The, there was people, a lot of people thought that, okay, he's going to be the next challenger for Roman Reigns. Well, squish that. He's now over to Raw. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I liked this round. I mean, damage control going back to SmackDown. Um, I know Drew had mentioned it to me that he didn't understand why the Street Profits got drafted together. I thought they were going to split up. Well, that's kind of the same sentiment here, but that doesn't mean that they 
aren't going to split up. It just means right now the three of them are on SmackDown. Um, and and just the fact that Bailey and Michael Cole are reunited as friends is is awesome. I actually like this round the best of all of them. I'll give this one a straight up B. Okay, I definitely agree. I think this was the best the best round of the the first night for the draft, especially with the surprises. I mean. You know, damage control now on on SmackDown, Nakamura being on Raw, which now I think is opening the door for Raw to draft Karrion Cross because they're going to have a little thing going with him and uh, Nakamura. But Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn, that that was the one that really really surprised me at first until they picked until Raw picked Indy Hartwell, but. Because now I'm thinking, well, maybe we're going to see all the titles change for NXT. And because I really don't think they'll allow, I don't really don't think they'll have them bring the tag team titles with them. But um, I think I think Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn, they're they're a good team. I mean, they're they're a scary team, but they're a good team. Um, and Indy Hartwell, that that was the, the, the surprise for Raw as well. I like the comment that Road Dog made. You know, Shawn Michaels, I don't think you can lose your smile twice in a career. And then he got Indy Hartwell on Raw, which I think would be a, you know, a pretty good shot in the arm for the women's division on Raw. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Then after that, um, we then went to the main event of the evening as it was the Usos taking on the champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, um, in their WrestleMania main event rematch. Um, I get to go first with this, and the main event of WrestleMania was Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. Sorry, this wasn't the main event. If you want to say night one main event, fine, I'll agree with that. But I will not agree with them saying this was the main event rematch. Because, once again, the main event in WrestleMania, to me, in my opinion, was Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. Out of the way, a little editorial note. Um, yeah, this match had everything you wanted and more. This was an excellent match. Um, Paul Heyman beforehand telling Solo that... This was his night to shine and send him to the ring. Automatically makes you think, oh, fuck. This is how they're going to take the titles off of Sammy and Kevin. Solo's going to get involved, blah, blah, blah. I know Trivia had said, oh, no, this is when Solo turns. That's what he messaged me. Um, and then I just reiterated to him, or reputed whatever, that, well, no, at Backlash, it's a six-man tag. So unless they're going to blow up that match, he won't turn on him till then. Matt Riddle then showed up and, you know, skinny little man took out fat muscular man. Don't know how that happens, but it did. And they fought off into the wild blue yonder, but allowed the match to focus on the two tag teams. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. Time-wise, it didn't hold up to the match they had at WrestleMania, obviously. Um, 
but the in-ring action matched up, if not exceeded, what I saw at WrestleMania. Um, it was a little different emotionally because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had the titles and didn't have to overcome the Usos to get the titles. So I'm not going to give it the A, but I'm going to give it the A-. minus. Oh, Greg, I definitely give it the same grade you did. I thought this was a really good match. I enjoyed watching it. <clears throat> definitely a uh, a good match to put on the show as the main event. Um, going back to the WrestleMania main event, they, they really should have said, you know, night one main event instead of just WrestleMania main event. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, now it's going to be interesting to see what Roman's going to have to say now that the Usos lost. I mean... The whole, the whole spiel about oh we're gonna do, go out there and do it for Roman and you know Roman's probably feeling a little embarrassed because obviously pissed off because the Usos didn't get the belts back so I'm definitely waiting to see the uh, ramifications of that but I thought it was a really good match I gave it an A minus as well. Okay. And Mister Twenty Four Seven. Definitely really good. As these guys out there over and over. I mean, they're great. Yeah. It just doesn't... I could just keep watching. What? Oh, it's just so good. And see, this part is not the Uso's loop. Now we got, you know, a twist to the story. You know, another way to point. So, I'm loving we get like a baby here. Oh, there's just too many ways to go. Just so I'm happy to find those mess with storyline. The map was great. I mean, we can everything they did in it. So the double team, you know, the ways that they get out. Um, the one thing I really helped is how Sam the match. Uh, Stunner to a Haluva kick. There it is. And the fact that they were uh, clean was awesome. Um, everybody thought it was good. Gave me plus. Okay. Right. And so overall, uh, Mr. 24-7, we're going to start with you. Because um, I think we know what your overall grade for the show might be. B minus? Yeah. Just yep. because, you know, and, and I feel weird because overall it's a B minus. I look at the whole show, it, maybe it could be a way that I graded it. It's a B minus. Okay. It was just a lot of responsibility in there to me. A lot of it was stuff we thought was going to happen. So, yeah, I'll go minus. Okay. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, there really wasn't, I mean, almost every Raw or SmackDown, there's always that one glaring thing that was like, ah, oh, really? Even in Triple H, there's always that, you know, random match or segment that you just don't get. 
But there wasn't any of that in this show. I, I agree with the overall grade of a, of a probably a high B minus to a B. Yeah, I definitely agree as well. I gave it a B minus as well. Um, it was it was you know I thought it was a, a, a good smackdown. You know the draft having the the draft on that night to me is what I think really gave it a B minus. So that's what I gave it. Supplemental picks. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll get... And free agents. Yep. Um, so the following superstars were drafted to Raw um, in the supplemental draft that was held on Saturday morning. The Viking Raiders, Eric, Ivar, and Valhalla. Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae. The maximum male models con- uh, consisted of Marseille, Mansoor, and Maxine Dupuis, Natalia, Apollo Crews got the call from NXT and drafted to Raw, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville will be staying together as a tag team now on Raw, and then two other NXT stars brought up to the main roster. J.D. McDonough and Zoe Stark. Those are the remainders of the Monday Night Raw picks. Um, the following picks for SmackDown. Where's that list? Hold on. Um, why? There no list. I think uh, right. I think Jaden McDonough going to Raw is a good pick. Alright, I'm gonna have to go to my other phone and for whatever reason it's only listing the ones that got drafted on Raw and just highlights the ones on SmackDown, but I am prepared. So, um SmackDown drafted Hit Row, um, consisting of um, Ashante the Adonis, B-Fab, and Top Dollar. They redrafted Lacey Evans. Oh, and that's it. <laughs> that's why that's all was listed on there. Okay. Um, free agents that were then declared... Um, that were left over on night one that didn't get drafted were Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Omas, and Von Wagner. Von Wagner gets brought up from NXT to the main roster, but not put on a specific brand. Confucius say, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So, but but, when uh, going over that list, especially referring to the list of raw draft picks, DJ, I know because you mentioned it, was there any specific draftee in the supplemental draft on raw that you would have used to replace the Miz? Oh, 
mean, now that I think, probably not. Honest. And would, and would anyone have chosen Hit Row or Lacey Evans to be drafted on TV on SmackDown rather than Edge? I mean, no. I wouldn't. I mean, the only borderline one I thought for Raw was maybe if you're really trying to push um, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green... Maybe, but other than that, there was nothing spectacular left <laughs> on the uh, supplemental side for, for the draft. Right. I mean, I thought that Zoe Stark and J.D. McDonough were two good picks for Raw. Um, I like J.D. McDonough from seeing him on, uh, on NXT a few times. I, I like his style. Uh, Zoe Stark, that's a big woman. I mean, I saw her, you know, just standing there with her wrestling garb on, and she's got some ripped abs, and, you know, I mean, if she can, uh, and her skills in the ring have gotten a a whole lot better, so I think she's going to make a lot of noise on the Raw women's roster. So, even though we got started late tonight, I'm not too sure if there'll be Nuggies news. A little bit, yeah, just a few things. Okay, well, now you can go right to that whenever you're ready, Greg. All right. Um, Let me pull it up. So, first and foremost, um, we've seen um, former or current stars outside of WWE perform in the ring. Obviously, Bad Bunny's um, in probably what may be considered a co-main event at Backlash against... Damian Priest, um, we've seen Rob Gronkowski hold the 24-7 title, um, we saw, um, uh, George Kittle from the 49ers, uh, get involved, um, but there is another current NFL, um, all-pro best at his position NFL talent that seriously wants to get involved with WWE and specifically in talks to work with The Miz. And that's All-Pro Super Bowl champion tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. Um, And he's also looking at life after NFL and possibilities of becoming an in-ring performer for the WWE. Um, Just a little, you know, little note there. Um, I have some sad news and maybe, maybe I should have let off with this. Um, I don't know if it's worth doing a 10-bell salute. I, I, I apologize greatly for not talking about this one first. I have some extremely sad news um, from a situation that, is just, I, that just developed over this weekend. Um, Saturday at around 9.45, there was a very tragic event at a WWE live event. Um, 
Baron Corbin's losing streak of 31 consecutive matches has ended. Um, and he, I forgot who it was, he defeated, um, but he defeated, uh, yes, Rick Boogs, um, in Europe. It was on a European tour, so they could still say, hey, he hasn't won a match on American soil for a very long time. So, I mean, a moment of silence for Baron Corbin's losing streak. Okay, right. that was long enough. Um, I had, and it's it pissing me off because I don't know where I saved it. Um, but anyways, um, one more quick thing here, or two more quick things before I go to my little um, participation segment. Um, there have been rumors circulating around... Um, about a WWE superstar not being happy with the company, um, maybe just kind of going through the motions while her contract was was slowly dwindling down because she wasn't allowed to go back to Japan to fight in a match. Um, and that's Asuka. Um, and Asuka herself, has released a statement um, and said that there is absolutely no truth um, to those rumors. She is extremely happy in WWE, understands sometimes you're in, in the running for a title and sometimes you're just backstage cheering on the other women in the locker room as they chase titles. It's a nature of the business. She has no ill feel, ill will feelings or content towards WWE. Um, she actually also said that she never actually asked personally to go back to Japan for the match. It was an idea that was pitched to WWE from New Japan, and they said no. We, you know, she's still recovering from an injury. Um, we don't want to, to let her go and take a possibility of re-injuring herself. So, that rumor has been shot down in a blaze of glory. Um, one other person that... I mean, it, it seemed like they were putting a lot of effort into this gentleman. Um, actually, in the last trap they had in 2021... It was announced on TV that he was drafted to Monday Night Raw. Uh, maybe we've seen him two times since. Um, so you might be wondering what's going on with former um, gold medalist Gable Stevenson. Um, he was training and training routinely at the Performance Center, honing his quote-unquote professional wrestling skills Working on, you know, mic work and stuff like that. Um, how to sell moves and how to perform other moves without actually really causing damage. And he asked WWE's permission to step away from professional wrestling to once again prepare for the upcoming 2024 Olympics where he wants to defend his Olympic gold medal and WWE said absolutely 
it could mean nothing um, but positive um, endorsements and advertising of you for us. So, he is off doing that. He's actually in the, um, they call it the Great X uh, um, Top 10 Collegiate Wrestlers and, and able to compete for another NCAA Championship this year. So, best wishes and good luck to him. Um, Absolutely. I do have one... Um, participation thing, and we're going to go this week with, I'm going to give you four things that happened in WWE history, and you have to eliminate one from WWE history. First one on the list, Edge's surprise return to the Royal Rumble. Number two on the list, John Cena's return to the Royal Rumble. Number three on the list. Oh, what the hell do they have on number three? Oh, my God. You know what? I can't think of the third one. So I'll give you the the fourth one as the third one. Seth Rollins cash in in the triple threat match to turn that WrestleMania match into a triple threat to win the WWE Championship. If you had to eliminate one from WWE history, it never happened, which would it be? Well, that's tough, because all three of those are real good ones. But I would go with... uh, I would probably... I would probably go with John Cena returning. Hold on, hold on. I remember. And how the fuck did I forget this one? Sorry, it just <laughs> popped into my head. Okay. How would I, of all people, I should just rip my... I am not a wrestling fan. Got to be Brian Danielson. Yes. Daniel. WrestleMania when Daniel Bryan, not Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan defeated Triple H and then won the Triple Threat match at WrestleMania. Okay. That's what made uh, this one that much tougher for me. <laughs> I don't think it'll make my my choice my change any different. I mean, I, I think you know with John Cena, because Edge was you know I mean John Cena and Edge both had good stories. You know they were both injured. Nobody expected him to come back. You know Seth Rollins they considered that the heist of the century and everything else. And then Brian Danielson. Well, I mean he had the yes movement behind him and everything. So. But I would say I would say John Cena, Mr. Twenty Four Seven. I think I agree with that. Even though it was a, I feel like when you look at the other three women, Cena already is the biggest thing ever. Here, this never happened. Nothing. What is and what? I'd have to go with that one. Yeah, I mean, as tough it is to to choose, um, obviously, I'm not choosing Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins. Um, So, if I sit back and I think of my state of mind when I saw John Cena, when 
he wasn't, I mean, it was a question as whether he was going to be able to be at WrestleMania. Forget about showing up at the Royal Rumble. And how blown away I was, and then how it was to see Edge come back after his career being over. And nine years later, he shows up at the Royal Rumble. Ah, I mean, as much as I respect and think that John Cena, John Cena, John Cena, um, as Santuna Morello would say, John Cena, um, could possibly go down in history as the best wrestler in WWE history. I got to go with Edge, you know, and, and not, I mean, I got to go with Cena. Um, being the one that I would I would erase from history. Right. From what you've known, from what you remember from both of those returns, who do you think got the biggest pop from the crowd? It was Edge, man. Well, I mean, I think Edge definitely because he had a bigger audience. I mean, they weren't doing big live events. I mean, big events like like the Royal Rumble. They were doing them in small. Eight, nine, yeah. ten thousand seat arenas. So it's yeah, not Christina a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah, Casino came back at Madison Square Garden. So, oh, okay. No. So that was good. Uh, which one do we erase from history? Those were four good ones. They were four tough ones to choose. Yeah. And the other one that I was looking for that I, I can't remember all four, and I was that's why I was looking at my phone was one that had to do with. If you had to erase one of these events from WWE history, um, and with you guys being a bigger historian, it would have been tougher for you guys than for me. But I don't remember all four of them. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got today for Nuggies News. All righty, Wednesday I will have the um, my indie report. I'm gonna get uh, together. I'm gonna go check out some uh, matches that are coming up on the indie scene in the in the next couple of weeks. So I'll have the I'll have some indie matches and some indie cards to announce for you on Wednesday. So I, I've got a question for you guys both. Um, it, right. It's not a hundred percent WWE related, but just bringing up the John Cena and Madison Square Garden. Um, I don't know, I mean, I, I probably DJ not so much because he's down in North Carolina, and Trev, I don't know if you've seen or heard anything, um, but there is a, it, it's been a long-standing agreement in place. Um, for those who don't know, Penn Station, one of the huge, um, hubs for trains and Amtrak and whatever, is directly below Madison Square Garden. New York Port Authority or New York Transit owns that building and technically owns Madison Square Garden who leases their property from them. There is a timeline or an um, an hourglass of sand dripping through that Madison Square Garden has to make a very, very, very tough decision. And they have until 2025 to make this decision. Because P 
Penn Station is going undergoing a very serious remodeling that'll possibly well definitely shut down Madison Square Garden for 18 to 24 months. So they have to decide as to whether or not to close down the garden for possibly two years, which means no New York Knicks, no New York Rangers, no WWE, no Jay-Z and Beyonce for two years, or if they choose to replace Madison Square Garden and relocate it somewhere in New York City, they'll get a two-year extension till 2027. So, what are your just, I mean, would it be the same? I mean, a live show, you, I mean, yeah, obviously every wrestler wants to perform at WrestleMania, but as far as a live show, there's no better place than to be than the Garden. I know, I've seen a match or two there. So, would that, would, I mean, what would your thoughts be on now, it's a new Garden. Does it lose the allure? Is it? Over and done with? Well, if, I mean, if it's only, if we're good here, but everything goes back to normal, then, then I guess, you know, it was perfect. Well, I mean, it's not what, right? Yeah, your audio is getting bad again, DJ. Yeah, probably it is. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting to look Japanese like a Japanese science fiction movie. <laughs> well, no, not, what it is. not at least in the Japanese science fiction movie, it's just delayed. Here, it's like I'm like a deaf mute. I can't hear anything. Well, we got pretty far until it started. I think, well, getting back to the getting to the to Madison Square Garden thing kind of reminds me of Yankee Stadium, because people would say Yankee Stadium was the house that Ruth built, the old Yankee Stadium. Madison Square Garden, according to WWE folklore, was the house that Bruno Sammartino built. Um, If they're going to be moving it and then get the two-year extension, I... I, I can go with that because it's, I mean, New York sports is, without Madison Square Garden, it just doesn't seem like New York, I mean, you know, like you said, you got Yankee Stadium, the greatest, you know, one of the greatest stadiums in baseball and one of the best teams in baseball, but you've got the Knicks, you've got the Rangers, you know, they have right. tennis there. So then I'm going mean, to, well, they don't have tennis at Madison Square Garden, but you guys will probably relate to this um, description. Let's just move the Red Sox to another part of Boston and not let them play in Fenway Park anymore. Okay, I mean, but, but I, I mean, now, how do I want to say this without sounding stupid? Um, JetBlue Park. It's a mini Fenway. 
build another stadium that looks like Fenway Park. But it doesn't not, have. Okay, let's just tell the Cubs that they're not playing in Wrigley anymore. All right. Well, I mean okay. that's what I'm saying. That's how I look at it. This is a landmark. It's not just an arena. This is a, in my opinion, and I don't like the Knicks. I don't like. I say I hate the Knicks. I don't like the Rangers. So it's not like I'm a fan of somebody that plays there. This is a national landmark. It's like filling in the Grand Can. Oh, DJ left again. <laughs> it's like moving the Statue of Liberty. It's like filling in the Grand Canyon. You can't. Whatever. You know what? Fuck you, Rangers. Fuck you, Knicks. Play at at some other arena. Make an agreement. Play in Brooklyn. Play on Long Island. Whatever you have to do for 18 months to 24 months, the garden must stay as the garden is where the garden is. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, and a lot of people in New York will be, you know, I mean, I would probably have to say probably 90 to 95% of the people will agree with that. Leave the garden where it is. Well, no, not even close. Only the sports fans say leave the garden where it is, but your average Joe and Jane Smith want a better whatever, Port Authority or whatever it is, Penn Station, because that means more tax dollars unless they have to pay. And they don't want to build a new arena because the city will have to kick in a lot of money to do it because they're forcing the Knicks to relocate. So Joe and Jane taxpayer don't want it to happen. Yeah, that's true. So, yep. That's well, a tough decision that's going to have to be made. I wouldn't want to be the guy to make the final decision, though. But, um, yeah, DJ just sent the message that he got booted yeah. off. But backlash coming up next Saturday. Yep. And uh, there's still seven matches, right? Yep. So I don't think anything's going to change. I don't think anything's nope. going to be added. Um, hopefully it's going to be a good show. Looking forward to, to seeing it. I'm always looking forward to seeing what WWE is going to bring to the table with uh, the pay-per-views, especially now with the new rosters. Yes. I mean, even though well, some of the... They won't take effect until the Monday after Backlash. Yeah, That's right. when the new rosters will be official. Um, and I, I can't mention it now to GJ, but I'll mention it to you. Um, the schedule for our Fantasy League has been finalized. Um, rosters will be finalized and sent out to everybody on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, as of right now, it looks like we're doing our backlash prediction show and our fantasy draft all in one, um, next Saturday. Um, for those of us here in East coast, it'll be probably 10 AM for little nug out in the West coast. It'll be 7 AM and this will probably be our longest top rope report show ever. Probably. So everybody out there, you know, tune in. It's definitely going to be a great uh, a great Saturday talking the prediction show and the draft. The draft, I'm definitely psyched up for because we've never done that kind of thing before. And I think so what def- we will do on on Wednesday, 
is um, live on the air, um, we will use the random order app that I have to randomly choose the order um, for our draft picks. This way, everybody um, involved knows ahead of time where they're drafting, so maybe they can kind of formulate a plan as to, you know, who they may or may not want for their first pick. Right. Exactly. So that's a good, and like I said before, I mean, you know, certain, sometimes basically the same people tune into our shows. I'm sure they've heard me say this before. I'm going to keep reiterating the, the, the fact that, you know, the top rope report has been going for over eight years now, um, going on nine, and it would not be a top rope report without the number. Everything, Stop. everything, Stop. everything. Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Come on! Stop! Everything everything you've done for the show, this man puts in countless hours with our prediction shows and our bonus picks, and I've never had so much fun doing this podcast with my best friend, my tag team partner, with DJ joining us on our show now. Little Nug has been with us for you know couple years now. Oh, many years. Him. He's been over the, yeah. he's been with us for many yeah, he, years. I think he started from the beginning. And pretty close, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, I think I the original him. the original four was you, yeah. me, Little Mug, and the artist formerly known as T Black. Yep. And the and, oh actually uh, no, wait, 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 the thunderous one. The thunderous Can't one. Can't forget yeah. Tom. And now uh Mrs. Twenty Four Seven in her second year. So it's always a pleasure to have everybody on doing the and, show. And this prediction show, anybody out there watching, will get to meet the newest member of our prediction show, um, which is going to make it really tough for me with my score sheet because I had just enough room for five people, and I have to figure out how to get that columns or write yep. a little smaller or something to get a sixth one on. Right. But Drewski will be joining us for the prediction show on that Saturday, so definitely and, tune in. And the draft as and well. And the draft, so definitely tune in, meet the new meet the, the new kid on the block, so to speak, and uh, looking forward to it. So, all right, Greg, anything else you want to add? No, not really. All right, well, once again, another great show. I'll message DJ and let him know it's another great show. So... On behalf of the Nugster Greg and Mr. 24-7, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Wednesday night. Hello and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breakroom. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg and Mr. 24-7, who is graciously bought his wife on the show with us. With accompanied tonight. by... You better reintroduce yeah. yourself, Trev. So what, what was that? You've got to reintroduce yourself. Oh, okay. This Mi- is Mr. This is- nope, nope. Mr. No Chin. Because all we can see is, once again, your nose up. 
Mr. No Chin, not Mr. Trivia from now on. Hey, Drew, how's it going? So, all right, guys, well, Monday Night Raw's in the books. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, I'm hoping okay. Joe's going to join in the chat in a moment. I Before we have any audio issues or anything, it seems like like 34 to 35 minutes into the show, DJ starts to get a little broken up here. Um, I wanted to go through all the, the scoring and the um, ins and outs of our fantasy draft that we will be doing this Saturday. Okay. Um, let me just message Joe, see if he could join in the chat real quick. Let's see. Hey, Joe, can you join in the chat right now? I want to go over the rules and scoring for the fantasy draft this Saturday. Greg Sparks is watching. Independent wrestler Grappling Greg is tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, Greg. You're welcome. Oh, oh, the other Greg. <laughs> That's a great name. What can I say? All right, let's... Uh, Give him a moment here to see if he could join in the chat real quick. Um, so okay. I've confirmed with the little mug, 10 a.m. is our time is good for him this Saturday. Just confirming that it's good with everybody else that's in attendance right now. So Drew, if you can just also confirm in the chat that you're good to go for 10 a.m. this Saturday, that would be great. Okay. And I'm only going to give one more minute if if I can't if he can't join or doesn't join. Um, I don't. He may be in in the middle of an intense game of um, MLB the Show, whatever. Two K two three MLB the Show twenty two twenty three, whatever it is that he that he can't join, but. Okay. So. Yeah, Drew says, hey, Mike, great DJ and Mrs. 24-7. Yeah, I know. I saw that. So. All right. But, yeah. Well, Joe hasn't joined yet, so I'll just, I'll get in touch with him afterwards. Um, uh, What? Yes, I am. Born and ready. Okay, perfect. Um, so, the draft. Um, this Saturday, as we said, we're going to be doing our Backlash Prediction Show. And then immediately following that, we're going to do our Fantasy Draft. Your roster will consist of one male and one female wrestler from Raw. One male, one female wrestler from SmackDown. One a talent from NXT, one superstar or stars. You can choose a tag team if you wanted. Um, one any other Raw or SmackDown tag team. Then it will consist of three quote-unquote utility, which is any superstar or tag team from any of the three brands. 
So you have a total of nine, quote-unquote, talents on your roster. If you choose a tag team, and they wrestle... Actually, you know what? Let me get the scoring out first. I'll get to that in a second. Scoring is going to be based on the more importance of where they wrestle. Premium live event. If they win, you get 12 points. On TV, that's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. If they get a win, you get 8 points. Any other victory they get, which will be tracked on cagematch.com, um, they have all their records. Um, any other win they get, you'll get four points. Now, if they lose a match on a premium live event, you lose eight points. If they lose a match on TV, you lose four points. And if they lose a match... Anywhere else, you lose two points. If there is a double disqualification, anything that enco- that encounters it being considered a draw, which is any actual official match that starts, it does not add, end in a win or loss. If it happens on a premium live event, you get six points. If it happens on TV, you get three. And if it happens on any other time, you get one point. Now, there's an additional category. If your wrestler makes an appearance on a premium live event, you get four points. If they make an appearance on TV, you get two points. Don't know if people make an appearance, can't assume that they make an appearance on a live event, so that's just not applicable. Now, obviously, an appearance is the maximum male models showing up backstage with Maxine. That's an appearance. Um, If you draft a tag team, like you draft the Street Profits, and Montez Ford has a singles match, you get a you get points. For Angelo Dawkins appearing. He does not get a win. He does not get a loss. If. In the same token. If you choose. Drew McIntyre. And Austin Theory. Just throwing out two names. Different brands doesn't matter. And they wrestle in a tag team. You don't get a win or loss. You just you don't get a win or loss as a singles competitor because you're wrestling in a tag team. You'll get an appearance set of points. Um, go ahead. We get out. You have a question? No, that works for me. Um, I do actually have a question. <clears throat> yes. I was writing down what our roster is going to consist of, and it should be nine altogether, you said? Yes. So one male, one female from Raw, one male, one female from SmackDown, one any NXT star, right? Um, And then any tag team? Well, from Raw or SmackDown. So a main roster tag team. From one of both? 
What do you mean? We need one from Raw and one from SmackDown? No. Okay. You right. have to have one tag team from Raw or SmackDown. Gotcha. Then you have those three extra picks, which are utilities that could be any tag team, any singles competitor from Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. We're good. Thank you. Okay. Um, I do have a scheduled um, that I've already put together. It was triply random. What I did is I listed all our names, and then I put them in random orders to get a, a one through six. Um, then I matched up, you know, week one, just say one through one verse two, three verse four, five verse six, and went through a six-week scheduled um, to make sure everybody faced everybody. And then I randomized that, and then for weeks seven through... No, six through ten. Once again, randomized them. And then um, eleven through fifteen, randomized that. So we go up against each other three times, head to head. Um, there are three what I consider rivalry weeks. Where it's Mr. vs. Mrs., me vs. Little Nug, and Trivia vs. True. Those are all in the same week. I thought that would just be, you know, kind of neat. And that happens once again three times. Um, three times? Yeah. Any, any and every tiebreaker, uh, first one is head-to-head. If by some way, shape, or form, somebody is tied with somebody in the standings, it'll be based on head-to-head. That's why we face each other three times. Playoffs, the best record and the second best record don't face off in the first round. Third place faces sixth place. Fourth place faces fifth place. The following round, whoever has the the lower, the higher seed faces who was number one. Then the other member remaining faces number two. The winner of that faces in the championship, and by 18 weeks from now, we'll put together another quote-unquote, maybe even do another coffee mug for the uh, fantasy winner. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. Any questions right now that anybody can think of? Drew, if you're still, okay, Mike's Airing out his underarm. Uh, yeah, Greg. When um when we start to draft, what time do we have up till to finalize our picks? At the draft. What do you mean? No, I'm saying like when Monday Night Raw comes on at eight. What time up well, until well, okay. Monday night? So your your well, what we're drafting this Saturday. That's your first week. Um, so okay. whatever roster you have this um, after this draft, that's your week one roster. Any changes you make by Sunday at midnight will be for the following week. 
Okay. Um, the yeah, way gotcha. the the way once for for instance, we all find out that Randy Orton is coming back, so we all want to add him. They, honestly, whoever has the worst record will get that, just like in you know professional sports. Okay. What um, is the what? Now what? What is the time limit? Um, maybe for the first two rounds, it'll be, because I know as you go longer, you should, you're just picking anybody. Um, so what do you think? Maybe the first four rounds we should do? I don't know. You guys think, I don't know, one minute or 30 seconds? Um, I'll say, I'll say one minute, maybe a minute. There's how many rounds? Nine rounds? Maybe a minute for the first couple rounds, and if we got the hang of it or whatever, we just go thirty seconds. Boom, well, boom, I mean, boom. we don't have. I mean, you don't have to use the full minute. I mean, yeah, right. If somebody knows that they're taking, I don't know, Dana Brooke for their first pick overall, then. They're going to take that pick, and then we're not going to wait the full minute for the next person to pick. Yeah. Right. Um, cool. But if you're really thinking, it's like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm the fifth pick, and, you know, my first pick is already gone. Through first, My first four picks were gone in the first four picks. Now i really got to think who I want to do. That's the only reason why you might take a little longer. Um, so, like I was saying, maybe we'll do, like, the first three rounds, one minute. The next three rounds, 30 seconds. And then the last three rounds, 20 seconds or something like that. One minute, 45 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't know. Like rounds. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, then, Mr. Nivia. The floor is back to yours. All righty. Thank you, Greg. Um, as long as you're not going to dance like Gunther did in his wedding videos. Definitely looking forward to this draft on uh, on Saturday as well as the prediction show. But we'll get into the prediction show after we're done with our talking Monday Night Raw and the draft. And, you know, night two of the draft is over. Monday Night Raw is in the books. So if we're ready to discuss it. DJ's going to start us off, so let's go. All right, hold on. Why'd my phone freeze on me? <clears throat> let's try this from scratch. All right, well, it opened up, obviously, once again with Triple H coming out to the ring um, to announce the first four picks of the night and... I may have to try it this way because my phone doesn't like me. And Monday Night Raw started out by drafting Rhea Ripley. Um, the second pick of the draft. Oh, come on, phone. Jesus. <clears throat> I don't need to know the entire draft results. I just need to know. 
SmackDown encountered with Austin Theory, the United States champion. Raw then followed up with Seth Rollins, and SmackDown then selected Charlotte Flair. Mr. 24-7, what did you think of the first round of Monday Night Raw? Um, I thought it was good. I mean, they got right to the point with the titles. You know, they already had the other ones switched, so they got right to the point and got those switched over. So that's good. They needed to do that. And then Seth Rollins, I mean, he's the biggest, one of the biggest ones there. So, yes, you need him. So great. And then you got to have Charlotte, I feel like. If you're going to draft a woman, I feel like you got to draft Charlotte. So it was a good first round. It was great. I gave it a B. It was good. Okay. Um, who's going next, Mike? Um, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I thought this was the, first, the four best picks of the night. I mean, you know, Monday Night Raw with Rhea... Got also got Seth, then SmackDown got Theory and Charlotte. I mean, there are so many different scenarios that could play out with all four of these. I mean, I I'm hoping that they get a Austin Theory AJ Styles match going, or um, might sound crazy, but I wouldn't mind seeing Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre. I mean, you know, matches like that that we don't normally see. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I thought it was a great first round. For night two, I gave it an A-. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. I mean, I know... Uh, I mean, there was a little um, storyline pitch to where um, Seth Rollins got drafted to SmackDown, and then Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins were... Once again, this was a somebody fantasy booked this part of yeah. the draft, um, and then Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes got together backstage, and then went to Adam Pearce and Triple H because um, Seth really didn't want to be on SmackDown. He wanted to be on Raw to win the new title, and Cody Rhodes didn't want to be on Raw. He wanted to be on SmackDown so he could finish the story. So when Rhea Ripley was the first Raw draft pick, I immediately sent Mike a bunch of question marks, like, you know, to say, like, what the fuck? Is this story that this person made up really going to happen? But then they took um, Austin Theory, which to me was really an oddball pick for the first pick of night two to be Austin Theory, but okay. I would have rather seen it reversed, where SmackDown, quote-unquote, countered with Raw's draft pick of Rhea Ripley and drafted Charlotte Flair. Uh, to me, that would have made more sense. So, I mean, I, I can't give it an A- minus or an A, um, but I did like all four picks. I just wish the order was a little different. And, uh, yeah, so I gave it a B plus. Okay, Drew says A-. minus. <clears throat> okay. We then went to Paul Heyman coming down to the ring to cut a rug. Um, actually, a promo. Now we see half Mr. Half-Face. First he was Mr. No-Chin. Now he's there. He goes, there you go. a girl. Man, kind of back in the frame. 
Um, but trivia, go ahead with your thoughts on the Paul Heyman promo. Once again, great promo by Paul, talking about Roman and the championship, and you know, then Seth Rollins comes out, which made it even better. You know, they're playing the song, he's they're singing the song. He come out and basically, I mean, what I took out of it was he basically wants a match with Roman, but. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because they're both exclusive to their brands now. So uh, I I thought it was a really good promo by both. You know, Paul Heyman saying, well, you know, you're going to face Solo Sokoa. And that's when I just, you know, got the hands going like this and said, that's going to be a hell of a match at the end of the night. So I enjoyed the promo from both guys. The crowd was seriously into it. I, I just enjoyed it. I gave it an A. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't... I didn't get the feeling that Seth was really trying to egg Roman Reigns on for a match. I think he was pretty much... Oh, yeah, now Joe says one sec. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, only... You know, 19 minutes later than I actually wanted him to join the chat. Um, but I, I looked at it more Seth Rollins was saying that Paul Heyman should be, you know, happy because he no longer has to, quote-unquote, duck his calls, hide Roman Reigns from him. Roman Reigns will never have to face him again. Um, you know, everything that Paul Heyman getting the phone call and the crowd singing Seth Rollins' song so loudly that uh, he yelled that he couldn't hear his tribal chief. I mean, the whole thing. You know, Paul Heyman's even even mentioning how nice that a title would look around Roman Reigns um, and then admitting that Roman Reigns will not be able to fight because he's on SmackDown. Um, yeah, but the whole thing was great. Um, the crowd, it was one of the, well, I'll say I think that was the second loudest pop of the night was them singing to Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, and I, I love the whole thing about it. I gave it an A-. minus. Okay. Yeah, um, it was great. I mean, when you get Paul Heyman down here, and especially with someone like Seth, we know we're getting a pretty good segment or a segment, something. We're getting something good, and we did. I like Heyman was in the corner, tucked away, all being all cowardly. You know, every time Seth was going up to him, it was funny. So that's what I like about Heyman, too, is that not only can he talk, he can act. And he just been doing it. So I loved it. I love, love, love him just kind of throwing solo, like, um, you know, solo. So, I love every part of it. I was pumped up because, like you said, Trish, we're getting mad at the end of the night that we know is going to be great. And right. I loved it. So, I went B, gave it a B. All right. What did, what did Mrs. 24-7 think of it? I love the promo. I thought it was awesome. I love Seth Rollins all right where all the way around. Um, 
And I like how he finished it out. He's really on top. Yeah. That's cool. All right, Joe Chester is watching. Joe, thanks for tuning in there, little nugs. Drew gave it a B plus. Oh, okay. Um, oh well. um, all right, well, then after that, um, they went to not another round, but they went to another match. Um, Trev, I wish you would just sit still. I don't understand why you move. You just, every time you move, your base is gone. <sighs> um, and this was a tag team match between the tag team champions of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Bailey and Dakota Kai from Damage Control. Um, I actually lead off with this one. Um, I mean, it was an okay match. Um, nothing outstanding. Um, excellent really came out of it. Um, I mean, to me, the, the best part of it was the fact that on their, on her and their last match on Raw, Damage Control actually got a win. Um, and it wasn't because there was a third member outside that interfered. I mean, yeah, one drew a distraction and a blind tag that Liv Morgan didn't see. And Bailey, yeah, sure, it was still the quote-unquote roll up of death, but it was a clean victory. Um, so, I mean, what would have just been a, a regular C match because Bailey actually got the pin, I'll give it a C plus. Okay. That's DJ? that's pretty much what I had. It was an okay match. Um well, it was a change of pace for Liv and Raquel. I mean they've been going, 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 going. And you know, finally they got a they got a loss. So it was a change of pace it was alright to see. I'm glad to see Bailey win a match, I guess. But to me, it was just all right. I gave it a C. Okay. Whoops. Trivia. Or I thought this was I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, it was nice to see Bailey and Dakota Kai in the ring together. Live, you know, Eo um, Sky was nowhere around. I liked the tag team of Raquel and Liv Morgan. Was I surprised they took the loss? Yeah. But. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, Bailey. Man, Bailey's Bailey. I mean, she's always good in the ring. Dakota Kai, she seems to be improving more and more every week, in my eyes. I gave it a B plus. Really? Yep. Wow. And Jess, what did you think? Uh, I didn't write nothing down, but... Well, just, yeah, but, I mean, do you remember the match at all, or... I mm, don't remember a whole lot of it. I'm not, because I'm not into damage control that good. Like, okay. they, I wish they were all individuals, not as a team. Yeah. But, um, overall, from what I did see that I can remember, probably the same CJSC. It's okay. Okay. All right. We then went to round two of the draft, where it was quote-unquote tag team heavy. 
Um, Monday Night Raw drafted the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, SmackDown then drafted the Usos. Raw then selected the trio of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio, i.e. the Judgment Day. Then the final pick went to the went to SmackDown was the entire group of LWO, including Legado del Fantasma, Santos Escobar, Zelina Vega, and Rey Mysterio. Um, luck of the draw, Mister Twenty Four Seven. What did you think of round two? Um, I love. Obviously, I mean. Sammy and the Usos, you know, that's that's a good round. I mean, I probably would have loved the round no matter who they put after them, too. But the fact that they put one the biggest, you know, Justin Day is probably one of the things we got going here, so that's them. And, I mean, LWO picked me fine, you know, um, it's cool. It's what it is. I'm glad Ray still, you know, doing some more. Or that's cool, me. I just want to be. Okay. Trivia? Um, yeah, I like I like the, the fact that they went tag team heavy on both shows. Um, you know, got the Usos that they're not going to be facing Kevin and Sammy. Going to get a new uh, a new crop of tag teams to, to go for the uh, the title. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin and Sammy against. Uh, Maybe Finn and uh, Damian Priest somewhere down the road. I think that would be a good match. The LWO, well, I mean, I can I can live or live without them. It really doesn't matter. I mean, you know, they're they're good talent. They're quick in the ring, and you know, they're on the on the SmackDown side with the Usos. So that's going to be uh, that's going probably going to be a pretty good matchup when they face each other. But I think the Usos are going to grab the win. If and when they ever decide to meet, I thought it was a good, uh, a good, uh, some four good picks. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an okay round. I mean, I don't, there was nothing to, to write home about this round for me. Um, it was, to me, more of what you might actually see if we saw, like, I'll explain my whole problem with the entire draft after it's all over. Um, but it was more like, oh, you're drafting this, I'm going to draft this. You're drafting this, well, I'm going to draft this. It, it made more sense as the most reasonable way that you would see a draft round go. But none of the picks were great. I mean, um, them drafting LWO was the quote-unquote start of my confusion that we'll get into more as draft goes along. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I gave this part of the draft a B-. minus. Okay. We then went to a tag team match of Ricochet and Braun Strowman against the Alpha Academy. Mr. Trivia, what'd you think? I, I still like the fact that Ricochet and Braun Strowman are still a tag team. Alpha Academy, they're, you know, I mean, I just don't know. 
what they're going to do with them, if they're going to keep them together, if they're going to split them up and have Otis go his way and have Chad Gable go um, his own way as well. I'd like to see that happen because I think Chad Gable would make a tremendous singles wrestler. Um, I just thought it was a, it was an okay match. I mean, you know, we know who uh, the, I think the right team won with Ricochet and Braun. So, but I just gave the match a C minus. You mean the draft? Oh no, the match, the match. That's right. Duh. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was you know a, a typical match. Um, it didn't really need to be much more than that. Um, you know, Braun Strowman did his usual ricochet, did his flips, did his jumps, did his dives. Um, Chad Gable, Otis, you know, Otis, Otis, whatever, Maxine. Dupree was right outside, ringside, so, okay, um, it was kind of just like going through the motions. It, um, it wasn't supposed to be um, a trendsetter or an A match. It was just a match to fill in the time between rounds of the draft. Um, so I, I gave the match a C+. All right, Drew gave it a C plus as well. Yeah, pretty much. You said um, I'm I'm just I said it. I'm just having trouble. I love Braun. I love Braun. I always have, but I'm just I'm having trouble with just him not being a bit badass. Also, every time I see him, it just I just think, okay, we're getting here, and then you go and add it, you know, Gable and like we're getting a whole bunch of things. and we did, but it's okay. It's not bad to watch. It's okay to watch. Um. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Okay. All right. After that, we then had um, Shawn Michaels and Adam Pierce come out to announce the next round of draft picks to only be interrupted by Brock Lesnar. Um who then came down to the ring after Adam Pierce pleaded with him to not do this. It, um, I'm the one that's going first, so I'm just going to continue on into it. Um, and he, uh, to no avail, Brock Lesnar still went down. Um, I don't even know how many words he was able to say. He wasn't able to say much before Adam Pierce came out with some security. And then Brock kind of said, hey, if, if you want me to leave the ring, it's take a whole hell of a lot more than that. And then, of course, more security came down. Then, uh, out of nowhere, Cody Rhodes shows up, you know, punches Brock Lesnar. One punch, Brock goes down, glass show in the old Mike Tyson super punch game or whatever it was. Um, kind of what it reminded me of, and then once again, Brock Lesnar leaves the ring, and Cody Rhodes has to be held back and held back, and didn't we just fucking see this last week? Exactly. I mean, except this time Brock was in the ring, and Cody Rhodes got to hit him once, so I'm not going to give it an F, because it repeated. I'm going to give it a D-. minus. Okay. Yeah, we did see pretty much that. 
last week. Yeah, we, I think there was a few more guys out there. You know, whatever. I, I wasn't stuck. You know, I'm like, I was so into Cody thing, and now I'm just being let down. I'm like, something will happen. Good. But it was just that. Rock came out, he said, he said, Fort Worth, Texas. That I'm the only cowboy. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember that. So, all right, that was cool to hear, but that's all he said. You're right. That's all he said. And then, blah, get the C. Plus. All right. All right. Joe gave it C minus. Um, yeah, I was. I was disappointed in this whole thing. I mean, Brock came out, said what he said, like DJ said, you know, hey, Fort Worth, I'm the only true cowboy here. And then, you know, Cody Rhodes snuck up from behind him, punched him, and, you know, dropped him like a bad habit. But I think uh, I just didn't like it at all. I really, I mean, honestly, I'm really not expecting a whole hell of a lot from this match. That's going to be that they're going to have. I think it's going to be. I don't think there's going to be a clear cut winner, but that, my mind could change before the prediction show. But I wasn't very happy with the promo. I gave it a D. Okay. Um, after the ring cleared, came back, and Shawn Michaels was left at the podium by himself. And it appeared to me that it only had one draft card. But still, yet he knew all four picks. Um, the picks in this round were the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel um, Rodriguez, almost said Gonzalez, going to Monday Night Raw. Um, SmackDown then selected Asuka. Raw then selected The New Day. And SmackDown then selected... The entirety of the Brawling Brutes and Sheamus, um, Butch, and Ridge Holland. Um, hey, guess what? We're talking about a draft round, and guess who's first? Mr. 24 <laughs> 7. Getting lucky. Um, it, was, it was cool. I mean, you know, who's off the board? All right. You know, who we got? Uh, I think that they kind of got it. Liv and Rock. They're just taking the title off the Raw or tag teams from. Yeah, the women's tag teams routinely been dependent on both Raw and SmackDown. So yeah, that's and I won't even say like I didn't even not like. Oh, I just that was my. Question. Everything else is going to me. there at like he's present. So give it a B minus. Okay. All right. Mrs. Twenty Four Seven, what did you think? I like the draft overall, uh, just because they're making so many changes. Like I'm ready for some changes. So I like it. Okay, I definitely agree with that. Um. Yeah, Liv and Raquel, I mean, they're not just exclusive to Raw. Like Greg said, they can, uh, you know, go on both shows. I like the Oscar pick because, as Greg alluded to, 
uh, in our chat that we have off the air, you know, how much the uh, SmackDown women's roster is getting stacked. So that's going to be real interesting to see. The New Day, uh, I mean, they're, they're mainstays. I mean, they're, I'm looking forward to seeing them in, uh, in new matches, maybe new feuds as well. The Brawling Brutes on SmackDown, you can put them against the Usos. You can put them against LWO. I think it'll be a pretty good match all around, no matter who they face. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this was another round that went tag team heavy. Um, and with the exception of Oscar, obviously the other three were tag teams or quote-unquote factions in the Brawling Brutes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was okay. Um, no real extending surprises or anything like that. Extensive surprises, I should say. Um, so, yeah, this round overall, I, I gave a B- minus as well. Um, All right. You gave it a B. Okay. After that, we then went to the singles match of Matt Riddle taking on Jimmy Uso. Trip. I thought this was a good match. Jimmy and Matt Riddle, you know, they they had themselves a pretty good match. I loved what Sammy did with the chair. You know, the referee tossing Jay out of the arena, you know, get out of here. He, he, I mean, that was that was a classy move by, on Riddle's part. Kevin Owens played a good role in that as well. So, I mean, I I thought that that went along well. I enjoyed the match between middle, uh, Riddle, yeah, middle, between Riddle and Jimmy Uso. I mean, it was it was a match that I kind of expected was uh, was going to be like. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the match was okay. It was pretty good. I mean, it was what you expect. I mean, with the quote unquote lesser of the two Usos against Riddle. Um, I didn't like the chair thing. I I didn't I didn't like it at all. Um, when it works was in the ring or on the floor when it sounds like a serious hit. Not tapping it on the fucking announcer's table like he did. It, it was stupid. You barely heard it. You're like, well, what was that? And then you, then that's when he tossed it to, to Jey Uso and they had to call for the ref to look. No, no, that, that's, that's not the way it works. It's a loud noise that the ref hears, and just after you toss the chair to the opponent, two feet away from you, the ref turns around. Not 12 feet away on the other side of the... It didn't make sense. It, it just, it was stupid, um, in my opinion. Um, so I, I gave the match a C+. Alright, Drew gave it a C. Yeah, I mean, it was done. It was. Um, like, I didn't mind the spot. I was okay with it. I liked the fact that they were going. But yes, it was pretty sloppy. So they definitely could have done better with that. Um, the match, I thought, the only thing I had, I don't know, to me, when that Jimmy was 
Absolutely. He looked weird for some reason. I don't know why. An attack match. Usually, bring only one. But for some reason, I was like, man, he looked weird. He did good. It was good. Um, where's the part? Where is it? Oh, uh, Riddle was on the top. The off to the ground. That was a nice little. Thing. It was cool. I like. I gave it. Okay. Um, we then went on to the next round. Um, why am I getting all these notifications? Um, and Raw then, um, there it is. Raw then selected Trish Stratus. SmackDown followed up with the pick of Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Raw then selected Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. SmackDown then selected LA Knight. Um, this is also where more of my confusion in the draft came in. Um, okay, so SmackDown selects Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Nakamura went to Raw, so why did you start a feud with Nakamura and Karen Cross just two weeks ago if you were going to draft them the separate brands. Yep. So I guess their feud is ending this Friday. What? <laughs> huh. Okay. Um, and we'll go over a list of free agents and everything later, but why is somebody that might wrestle in two more matches the rest of the year, drafted, period. Why was Trish Stratus even drafted? Libra's a free agent, let her feud with Becky for whatever, whether they do it at, well, they won't do it at Night of Champions because neither one of them are champions, so they'll play this all the way out till SummerSlam, but Trish Stratus is on Raw, Woohoo! Um, yeah, so this was probably one one of the first rounds that I'm actually going to give a C to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. When I see I'm like, wait, what? I mean, it's Trish, so we know that they'll just on anything. Whenever she could. So, why waste this spot? Well, to me, that was a little... And then we hear him, like, okay, so that was bullshit that we did that for a couple of weeks. So, not a good start. Shane and Ron, all right, got to kind of have an L.A. night. To me, I see the big jump for L.A. night. The problem, a match, let's go L.A. night. I want to see I get rid of Okay. Yeah, I, I I echo the same words Greg did. I mean, why Trish Stratus? I mean, uh, she would have been better off as a free agent, but when she got picked, I thought to myself, 
wow, is Trish going to be full-time now? She got drafted. But and that I believe that's not going to happen. I mean, the carrying cross thing, I can I can agree with Greg a thousand percent. We talked about that off the air. You know, that was pretty dumb to start a, a feud with them and then draft them to two different shows. I mean, I the only good thing about, I think, having carrying cross and L.A. Knight drafted to SmackDown is I think those guys would probably be good opponents for Roman. I mean, I, I could possibly see that happening. And then Shayna and Ronda, well... I mean, it really didn't matter to me which show they went to. I mean, if they win the titles, they win the titles. If not, well, then we can do that as well. Uh, but I gave it a, I gave it a C plus. Okay. Jess, what do you think? Excuse me. Um, this this draft, I want to do and do. Um, like. I don't really care for Charlotte. I don't want Charlotte to But that's the only con I have with the draft is that they are cutting off storyline very than they just started. Okay. Um, God, this hurts to say. Um, after this, I'm just getting a headache thinking about it. We then went to a Miz TV where the Miz, um, his guest was Shinsuke Nakamura. I feel like we're torturing DJ, not getting to start off with any matches, but Mr. 24-7, what'd you think of Miz TV? It was just, it, I guess, was the reason why I just, like, I do like to, you know, I love this, uh, you know, getting, getting better and better people. The guy, the fact that he gets all things was fucking, you know, and he his language, I think I, I could write it down. <laughs> um, I don't think that part was fun. Yeah, your sound is horrible right now. Yep. Elizabeth Taylor Britton Reed is watching. Thanks for tuning in, Liz. Uh, Drew gave it a C plus. Um. Yeah, I I didn't care too much for this segment. I mean. You know, the tiny balls thing with Miz and everything, that's that's all played out. Uh, I believe they're both on Raw, so is this going to be a, a feud we're going to see down the road? Um, I really can't get behind that either. I just didn't like this whole segment. I gave it a C-. minus. Yeah, um, you guys are very generous. Um, I, this was the worst. Well, as of this moment in the show... This was the worst part of Monday Night Raw. Um, and uh, it was just stupid. It was pathetic. I'm sick of the tiny balls thing. It's so overplayed that it's not even funny. Um, not even remotely funny. Not even remotely amusing. It was horrible. It was stupid. I actually gave this an F. Well, 
I'll give it a positive F. How's that? Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and then after that, just when we thought the night couldn't get worse, we had Omos come out in a squash match against some guy named um, was Johnny Alanis or some shit like that. Um, Anthony Alanis. Trev, I can see you drooling in excitement to talk about this. You're up first. I didn't even catch the guy's name, so I just wrote down Omos versus question mark. Um, yeah, I didn't even... I, I wasn't even going to give this a grade because it was just ridiculous. You know, Omos is a big enough guy that they don't have to make him look deadly and massive against um, enhancement talent. And I didn't really care too much for the for the whole segment. I gave it a D minus. Okay. Um, I, gave it, I didn't give it an F because the guy, you know, he had enough courage to get in the ring with Omos, so that's why I gave it a D. All right. So, um, like I said, up until the last segment, that was the worst. This topped it as even worse. Um, we're 10 days away from Backlash and you're putting Omos in the ring with the ice cream bar salesman. You know, he held all the ice cream bars that CM Punk couldn't get hostage and cashed them all in to face Omos. I mean, you could have at least put him in with, I mean, Rick Books, Elias, some other lower mid-card wrestler that you could just destroy because their career means nothing anyways. Uh, I mean, I didn't get it, didn't understand it, it was stupid. I, I, this is the negative F as opposed to the positive F. Drew gave it an incomplete well, it was completely horrible. <laughs> right. Mr. 24-7. It was a waste of time. We then went to the next round of draft picks. Um, as we then had the raw pick of Ricochet and Braun Strowman. SmackDown then followed up with the selection of Shotzi. Raw then selected Bronson Reed. SmackDown then selected NXT, former NXT Tag Team Champions, Pretty Deadly. Um, I get to go first for this one and add more confusion to me. Backlash, 10 days away. Triple threat for the United States title match. Oh, yeah, wait. It's Bobby Lashley and, oh, Brunson Reed, who was feuding with Bobby Lashley, but let's put him on separate brands leading into a premium live event. What the fuck? I just, once again, just getting more and more confused. Um... Didn't mind Pretty Deadly coming up. I, I don't think you're going to be thing, anything more than just enhancement talent in you know on the main roster. 
I really don't think they're ever going to be good enough to be tag team champions. They're just a 2023 version of Breezango, as far as I say. Um, somebody else to get in, the, get in the ring and make a fool of themselves against legitimate tag teams. Um, Ricochet and Braun going from SmackDown to Raw, okay. Um, didn't really make that much of a difference other than you're starting to smooth the icing as far as the tag team division by moving the other tag team over. Um, so I gave this one a little bit better than the previous round, but I gave this one a C+. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it just flop. I mean, like, I just started watching a month ago or so. I can stand them, and now I didn't even think, like, they weren't to be drafted. Uh, yeah, it's exactly with kind of the I've seen them yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, um, I gave it a All right, Drew gave it a C minus. Um, I liked the the fact that Braun and Ricochet are on Raw. You know, another uh, another. I consider them a legitimate tag team. They've teamed up quite a few times. Got some got some big wins. But I consider them a, a legitimate tag team to go against Sammy and Kevin, which would be an interesting match. now your audio is screwing up. I can't hear you at all. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh. Right. Well, we just lost DJ. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, now? Now, your okay now? Is, now your audio is perfect. I don't know. Maybe it was interference from him. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I know you um, can't. Pretty deadly. I've seen them. Uh, I've seen them on uh, NXT a couple times. They're not a bad tag team. I mean, they'll you know they'll give a couple teams uh you know some fish, but I, like you said, I don't see them being tag team champions up on the main roster. I gave the whole thing a C plus. Okay. Um, do you see him trying to rejoin it all or no? Uh, yeah. All right. I think so. You think so? Well, right. his icon was up top there, but then it went off. Oh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna come in under Jess's uh thing there. Let's right, see if that makes any difference. Let's see. Okay. <clears throat> Hey, you're back. Different. Oh, let's get better. Okay. Well, really any different. That sucks. The next one we got is which one? The mixed tag match, um, which started out with a Judgment Day in-ring promo. Um, so I don't know if you guys did that separately from the match because it led right into 
LWO coming out, getting going into the match. So I don't know. I have one grade. Okay. I, I did it. I did it separately. No, oh. you're outvoted because I just gave the whole thing, including match one grade. Okay. I'll I'll do the whole thing. All right. One grade. Um, yeah. I no, Mister Twenty Four Seven is up first, not you. Sorry. I, well, I wanted to make sure he got to go to it because you actually get to talk about a match first, not just yeah. a draft round. going after DJ the entire okay. show. Alrighty. I thought the promo was good. I mean, you know, Damian Priest coming out talking about, you know, what he's going to do to Bad Bunny and, you know, the, the, the whole thing. I thought the promo was good. The match itself, I, I enjoyed. The LWO, you know, they kind of, like them little gnats, you know, they're just annoying you. They're, they're, they're that quick. So, I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent match. We knew that uh, Judgment Day was going to grab the win, so I I kind of enjoyed the match a little bit more than I thought I would. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um. Yeah, the match part was okay. There was nothing great. Um. You know, Rhea Ripley getting a little bit involved with the men was was fine with me. Um. But. The promo, I, I'm for a second, I was wondering if I accidentally hit the SAP button on my remote. Um, sorry, but I did not like that at all. I mean, yes, you saw the emotion and the anger and everything in his face, but sorry, don't know Spanish. Maybe I caught seven words of the entire promo, and that was because he said Backlash, Benito, and Puerto Rico a couple times in his promo. But, I mean, uh, I just didn't understand why he just went that long of his promo entirely in Spanish. Um... I mean, it was also it was in Austin. If it was like in more southern Texas, where there's a much larger Mexican population, I would have maybe understood it a little bit, but not the entire thing. And just to give us, you know, bad bunny, you will be punished. Um, but thank God for Dominic, because that was the best. 
part of the entire Judgment Day promo. The moment he tried booing, he was just drawn out by the crowd. Now, I always wonder if at certain situations or times, how much of that noise is real and how much is, is quote-unquote, noise-enhanced for TV. I watched a video of somebody that was had floor seats at Monday Night Raw, watched a video on TikTok, and it was as loud as it was on TV in real. You could barely hear him over the microphone. It was effing great. Um, and that was the best part of the promo. So I gave the whole thing, including the match. I would have only given a C plus, but because of the whole Dominic um, factor, I actually did give it a B minus. What'd you think, Jeff? <laughs> I, I well, I knew I had watched on Instagram when they did the clip. Uh, Danny, the actor, on there for you, so you knew what he was saying. But um, I understand Spanish part They're on the same device. Did you think it was just DJ's voice that was causing it? No, but I was just making an observation, that's all. All right, after that, we then went to the final round um, of the draft where Raw selected Alpha Academy. SmackDown then drafted Rick Boogs. Raw then selected Katana Chance and Caden Carter. SmackDown then selected Cameron Grimes. Trivia, what'd you think? Well, uh, the Alpha Academy going to Raw, eh, that was that was an okay pick. I really, you know, really didn't carry the way if they went to Raw or SmackDown. Just another tag team that uh, is going to get either lost in the mix, or they're just going to set them on their ways and go individually. Rick Boogs. Eh, it is what it is with Rick Boogs. Uh, Chance and Carter, I don't know much about them. Uh, I understand that, um, you know, from being on NXT, that they're a pretty good tag team. So I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing what they got, what they bring to the, the main roster on Raw. And Cameron Grimes, I I thought that Cameron Grimes should have been bought up a while ago. I mean, I think he I think he's good in the ring. He's he's got you know, a good mic presence, and him being on SmackDown, you know, I mean, looking forward to him, you know, maybe doing something with LA Knight, or you know, maybe getting back into another feud with Austin Theory from the old uh, NXT days. But I, I thought it was okay. I thought that last round was okay. I gave it a B-. minus. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, just when I thought I couldn't be more confused, I got more confused. Um, I mean, the first two picks were okay. I mean, Up Academy, um, Rick Boogs, uh, okay, you, you, you need mid-card talent, you spread it around. But they already brought up the NXT champions, tag team champions in the women's division on Friday. So, you know, Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter, you know, they challenged them. So you figure, oh, they're going to win and keep the NXT tag team titles on NXT. But then they get drafted. So what, 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 uh, why? What, what, what's going on? I mean, now, I mean, I I think, I don't think they have a NXT women's tag team left now. Because they broke the other serious tag teams up. You know, Tox Traction they did a while ago. And then that, I don't know, Fallon, Henley, Kiana, James were a tag team. But now they've split up. And then it took the only other two NXT women's tag teams that I know of to the main roster. So are we now going to have two women's tag team titles on the main roster? Are they going to defend the NXT women's titles on SmackDown and the women's tag team titles on Raw exclusively? I don't know. It's only I can think. Um, and then Cameron Grimes getting drafted, we'll go over my overall thoughts about that one when we talk about the supplemental picks. Um, I think there was a 300% better choice for that last pick, um, and I really think WWE, you know, missed a shot here at this one. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give this, once again, a C+. Okay. Um... Yeah, it's confusing also. Um, I thought Katana and Kaden were going to get titles shortly. The end titles and after month, yeah. Like, they drafted him. That's the draft. He was going to do his big time. They need to work right then and get that going. And they, oh, you're right. They because it was just a seat. Yeah, didn't hear anything you said. Be honest with you. I don't know if Mike yeah, did or not. Nope. See. Oh, okay. Maybe DJ, maybe DJ should write it. Well, we then went to the the main event of the night, um, which was Seth Rollins against Solo Sokoa. Um, On paper, this should have been a great match. Most of it was good. Um, But, once again... The Usos get involved, which then caused, I mean, Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn all to get involved. I mean, did I really honestly think there's going to be a clear-cut winner? No, but did I want a clear-cut winner? 
Would there really have been a nice statement made that Seth Rollins was ready to beat all comers and become the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion? That's what I wanted to see. You know, if, if they're teasing that he's going to be the front runner for this title, but you can't have him beat Sola Sokoa cleanly, and now he's going to fight Omos. Eh, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Um, so what should have been an A to an A minus match? I, I'm giving a B minus too. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with that. Seth Rollins should have won this match, I think. Because so is winning. He's been on top. God, it's so weird. How for like a sense or two, DJ sounds perfect. And then it just starts to skip. It's a third device that we're using, too. So. But I gave it a B because of all the Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, the match started out well. The ending ruined it for me with everybody coming in the ring and duking it out and everything. But I, I enjoyed the match. Seth Rollins, I believe, definitely, uh, I think they're going to make him... Um, that new champion exclusively to Raw. So, once they started the match, it was like, yeah, here we go. This is going to be a good match. Solo and Seth for the first time. And then, you know, like I said, when the rest of them got involved, it kind of took a little bit away from it. But I did give the match a, an A-. minus. Okay. Um, so, overall... Come on, we're going to try Overall, I gave it a B plus. You know, as far as the draft and everything else goes, a what? I gave it a B. A B plus. The whole show. Wow. I mean, I barely gave it a C plus for the whole show. I mean, the draft wasn't great. It was had two good rounds. Um, The rest of the rounds were below. I mean, in the C range. And then a horrible match, a worse Miz TV, and then a rock bottom Omos match. I don't know. Oh, I think Trivia Pros, your battery fell asleep. Wake up. Oh, there he is. He woke up. Uh, I can't hear either one of you now. <laughs> Well, yeah, you froze your. It was funny. You froze up live with your eyes closed, and it looked like you just fell asleep while I was talking to you. I mean, we know it is about you know fifteen minutes past your bedtime, so. I think he froze again. I just um. Nope, he's there. I, mean, I, I don't know. Both ears are breaking up. Both, the, the whole screen's frozen. 
All right, why don't we just say goodnight, and hopefully it works better on Saturday. All righty. I mean, we yeah. might we might have to do, right. we might have to do this show through messenger on Saturday unfortunately um, I think it's more important for us all to be able to hear each other for the prediction show and the draft than Facebook live well, I've got an um, alternative to that okay. if you're interested and maybe sign it up with Skype you can record on there. <laughs> All right, so I want to thank everybody for yeah, tuning in. I guess not. So I apologize for the technical difficulties we've been having. So on behalf of the Nuggets, Greg, and Mr. 